Gone is an actual play podcast about relationships, adventure, and stories assisted by games. Follow us through fantastic worlds, flourishing life atop ruins, horrors untold, and hidden magic just on the other side of familiar. You can find us online at bluedoncast.lipson.com. Stay a while and listen. Hi, I'm Jeff Stormer, and I host Party of One, an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with my friends, we play a two-player game, we share a few laughs, maybe a few tears, and a really good time. We aim to explore a variety of games, playstyles, and emotional experiences that are often overlooked in the tabletop hobby. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Check us out at partyofonepodcast.com. Hi, and welcome to a very special episode of I Am Here. We are going to be celebrating International Podcast Month. Uh, I'm your host, Cole Burkhart, and I'm from the show Blue Dawn. Um, Podcasters from around the RPG community have banded together to create a series of one-shot games for International Podcasting Month uh, in order to promote diversity and uh, inclusive gaming and to celebrate the hard work we do as podcasters. Today's game is Dungeon World, which was designed and created by Adam Koble and Sage Latora. Uh, joined with me, we're going to get into intros, so uh, Jeff, why don't you tell us where we can find you? Of course. Uh, I am Jeff Stormer. I am the host and producer of a show called Party of One, which is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Uh, every week I sit down with friends and play a game one-on-one. Uh, you can find that at partyofonepodcast.com. I'm also one of the hosts of a podcast called All My Fantasy Children, in which my best friend Aaron Gatano Saez and I take a listener prompt every week and spin it into a fantasy character populating a shared universe one one story at a time. You can find that at allmyfantasychildren.com. Perfect. All right, uh, Michelle? Hi, um, I'm Michelle Nicolaison. You can find me, uh, I'm the DDM and creator of Serendipity City, which is an alt-1920s actual play podcast. Um, Urban Fantasy goes in there somewhere, too. And I also wrote and created Unplaced, where you can hear Cole's voice. (laughs) Yep. Oh, wait, and I am also on, sorry, I am also on Back to Blood Gulch, which is the new podcast that I keep forgetting to talk about because it's so new. But we're watching Red versus Blue. <gasps> Ooh. I have never seen it before. So I'm watching, oh. we're watching through it all from the beginning. I have never oh, seen it, any of it. I have no idea. <laughs> like, I, I went in completely blind. Um, and I'm watching it with someone who's super huge fan of Rooster Teeth and someone who's like super into uh, Machinima. The oh, word that I yeah, don't know how yeah, to yeah. Say. <laughs> yes, Machinima. that. Yeah, yeah, that. Uh, uh, good. Anywhere else? I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> At least for this. Good. Okay. Uh, and I'm Cole Burkhart. Uh, you can find my podcast, Blue Dawn, at Blue Dawn Cast on Twitter. Um, I also do voice acting for Unplaced and Lavender Ladies. Um, I also do a couple Twitch RPGs, but you can find more of that on my Twitter. All right. So let's hop into it. Your party is being sent from the city of Arcan to a tiny village of Brim. Brim has been under attack by a couple uh, raiding parties and has been in need of assistance. Arcan has sent over soldiers and supplies, but mysteriously none of them have made it to the town. Uh, a few... Uh, 
correspondence between has shown proof of this. So they're sending you to investigate exactly where uh, these trained soldiers and supplies are going. Um, in between the two cities is a wide canyon um, filled with uh, tall grass and bounding dunes and really should be empty. So they're sending you to figure out whether it's a, a raiding party or some other mystical, magical means. So uh, we start as you guys enter the canyon. Uh, Jeff, would you like to describe your character? Of course. Uh, I am playing Carmine Cobblestone. Carmine is a human, a human male. Uh, he is, he is very, like, hyper stylish. <laughs> he is wearing, like, you know, common, what, what, what could reasonably just be described as, like, common garb if you were in, like, a huge metropolitan city. But everything he's wearing just looks like it was pulled from the front page of a catalog. And you kind of just look him over and go like, really? <laughs> like, are you really going for this? Okay, it's a little a little extra for my tastes, but we'll see where you go with it. Um, he is bald, but he's making it work. He's got, like, sharp eyes, a thin body. He is just, you know... Of not pulling it off to a point where he has stopped pulling it off ever so slightly. Because you're like, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, he is a priestess of the goddess of cities. And so he is extremely metropolitan in his his composure. He's very like, he kind of looks like he's striking a pose at all times. He's just stylish, stylish, stylish. <laughs> I love him. Uh, Michelle? Yes, so I am playing the Elven Bard um, Tate, who is like, I'm thinking, so I don't know if this makes sense, but I'm thinking kind of like, what if Robin Hood was like a real sassy, chaotic bard? <laughs> and that's sort of what I'm going for here. Um, so she's like, I don't think she's super tall. She's like about average height, but she's buff. Um She's buff. She's got, like, short hair. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's got, like, not, like, not, like, shaved down sh short, but, like, shorter than a bob, but not quite a pixie cut. It's just okay. really messy, sticking out everywhere. Um, she's wearing clothes that are, like, well-fitted, but also extremely practical. Um, yeah, I think that's basically Tate. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> You guys know that it takes you about three days to cross this canyon. You've been given enough provisions and sleeping equipment that you should be fine. The first night goes with no trouble. Um, you spent the day walking and then made camp, uh, lit a nice fire. It's very cool in the canyon, so you don't have to worry about freezing to death. Um, it's actually quite pleasant. Um... Who is taking first watch? I'll I'll do it. Okay. Please roll a wisdom chat. Okay. Um, that is a ten, and so my wisdom is twelve, which means it's just plus zero. Plus zero. Okay, right. So that's okay. a ten. Oh, good. So uh your you stay up uh for about three hours or so. It, 
there's nothing in the valley. There's there's birds, there's squirrels, there's like tiny animals and stuff, but in the distance, along the horizon, you can see an odd glow. At first you think it's a, a star or maybe a planet hanging low in the sky, but there's there's more to that. Um it's it's this shape in the darkness. Um Almost a, a ring of light uh, against a a pitch black sky. It's it's just hanging there. It's just there. Uh, Carmine. Uh, Carmine takes the third watch. He takes third watch partly because the lighting is perfect, and partially as an opportunity to uh, as an opportunity to commune, which I think is sort of like. He sits down, starts the watch, his eyes kind of roll back in his head a little bit, and he just starts mumbling all of the things that he's seen. Because I think the Queen of Cities requires experience, and I think that's sort of how that translates. And so he's just sort of mumbling, like, all of the things he's seen and done, and it's sort of in rapid-fire bullets. But he's also, like, he shakes out of that in a moment, and then kind of, like resumes taking watch and is just kind of like sitting back perfectly lit all right uh uh roll of wisdom all right eight plus three is 11. eleven okay here's what happens um you you take your watch and nothing happens hmm. And so you sit and watch and sit and watch and suddenly it's as if you're praying again. Words begin to tumble from your mouth, but they're not ones that you know. Mm. Uh, you can feel your goddess speaking through you. And she says, uh, uh, My dear Carmine, ahead of you, go search. There is a new discovery to be made. Just ahead, just over the ridge. There's something I wish to see. <sighs> and see it you shall. And I think I kind of like <laughs> forcibly wake everyone up. And I'm like, we're going now. What time is it? Is it time to get up? Does, it is time. To, it sure is now. <laughs> okay. Just over that ridge, I saw, I saw something. I'm certain of it. I am certain that whatever we're searching for is just over that ridge. And we're gonna find it. Alright. So, you begin to make your way over the ridge, and that same light you saw becomes more and more clear as you guys reach the top. It's not a circle of lights. It's a dome. The starlight reflecting off of it. And in that dome is a city. It's a town uh, full of buildings and people and things all within that dome. There shouldn't be anything here. It's an empty valley or so you were told, but it's here. What do you do? Can I... um. So I think what this would actually look like, and I think that what this looks like in world is Tate sort of like maybe drawing her bow, like arrow at the ready and kind of like, 
looking around, walking mm-hmm. around the perimeter a little bit. Um, but I would like to use my elf move. If Does that apply here? When you enter an important location, you can ask the GM for one fact from the history of that location. Does that apply here? Yes, you can. Okay. You know, uh, from reports... Uh, from from both Brim and Arcan that a week ago, this city wasn't here. Okay. And can I can I throw a discern realities on top of that? Of course. Yeah, I'm thinking that she's like sort of like you know walking through like walking along because we're we're on the top of a canyon, right? So is this or are we in the canyon? Um, you are. There's like a um a small like hill. Um, and, uh, that hill is putting you maybe, like, midway up the dome. Okay. Cool. Um, I got a five on that discern realities, so I got nothing. (laughs) Uh, okay, here's what you did on a five. Um, that dome is made of glass, uh, there is no way in, and everyone in that city is slowly, uh, suffocating to death. Oh, Yikes. I would love to, as we have uncovered this secret city, I would love to request some uh, divine guidance from the goddess of cities as I kind of close my eyes and I whisper, your domain has grown. What do you make of this? As we have gained a secret, it has, it, 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 I have fulfilled my petition for some divine guidance. <laughs> you hear her whisper into your ear. It is a city of joy, but be careful what lies beneath. Hmm. That's ominous on multiple fronts. So, um, yeah, Tate will come back from her, like, mini excursion and uh, relays the information, basically, like, <laughs> so uh, I'm assuming you guys have figured this out, but this is not supposed to be here. And I'm pretty sure that this is some kind of a glass dome, which can't be good for the people trapped inside, because... They're fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh. Uh, it's just, it's what's underneath is what the problem is. Oh, that's not disconcerting. Yeah, I'm not sure what that means either, honestly. it It's real weird, you know, like, <laughs> you all know what it's like when, like, a goddess of all experience and all class speaks in your ear and tells you secrets. You know that feeling, right? Like, I'm not the only one. You may, I'm getting a lot of weird looks. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting weird looks. I'm gonna roll that back. We're Did good. You, Don't worry about it. Uh, Tate Tate does a look over Carmine, looking for some sort of flask on his person, <laughs> wondering if he got into the you, moonshine. You do see uh, a bottle of just like the most needlessly expensive mineral water. <laughs> like he's got the Fiji water, fantasy Fiji. Oh, water. it's <laughs> definitely like it's definitely yeah, it's. It's sparkling, and you're like, why? Why not just drink water? <laughs> I feel great. I don't know what the problem is. Yeah. Uh, so what are we going to do? What do, we, what do we do with this information? Because I think that this is where we're supposed to be, but this is not supposed to be here. So do the way I see it, we've been sent here we've been sent here uh sister cole uh we've been sent here to like figure out what's happening right like correct we're not delivering things okay um yeah so we've been sent here to figure out what's happening and this is not supposed to be happening so i guess 
um, against every single survival instinct in my body that we should go check this out. It sounds, I, I would wholly endorse that. It sounds like it's a place, it's a place that we want to be, honestly. It sounds <laughs> nice, I guess. Oh, boy. Uh, she's led me right more times than wrong. You know, I've, I've, I've seen the hottest spots that there are to see. <laughs> and I'm only talking literally one time. Mm-hmm. There were some lava magmans under a mountain it's it's a weird it's a whole story i'll tell you that later but it's trust me it'll i i we should we should we should invest we should look this in tate is like making a note in her head to talk to the manager at whatever fantasy temp agency gave her this job and like <laughs> vet her co-workers a little better next time. but externally she just nods and starts walking towards the dome Good, perfect. Okay, so, um, you guys reach the dome, um, uh, before you are towering, towering buildings, um, you can see, uh, ahead of you are just streets filled with people, and they seem to be happy. Uh, there's kids playing and chasing each other through the streets. There looks to be, like, you guys are kind of on the, uh, the edge of what looks to be a bazaar. Uh, people are trading goods and, and, um, buying fruits and vegetables, and someone's selling, like, goats in a corner, um, the the bubble before you uh, as you um, reach out isn't glass. It it feels like a um, a very thick, almost liquid gel substance. Um, uh, it jiggles a little when you touch it. Oh, don't but like that. <laughs> it does seem permeable. You could step through it. I think Carmine steps through without a moment hesitation. Uh, yes, Tate. Tate <laughs> shakes her head to herself and makes an audible noise of distress while stepping through the jello barrier. <laughs> uh, all right, you all step through and find yourself completely fine on the outside, albeit a slightly damp, but it's not completely uncomfortable feeling. Um, you are in this city and. Uh, from the outside, it was quiet. It was quiet and still, but as soon as you step through that bubble, it is a mass of noise and yelling and laughter. Um, it is busy despite it being the very early morning. In fact, it's bright here. It almost seems like it's daytime. Um, in, in fact, you look up and you can see the sun above you hanging high in the sky. Uh, it is noon and the city is just... Uh, it is it is early morning and the city is still brimming with life and activity. Did... Um, was anybody standing nearby and saw us walk through the barrier? You see... Has she led you wrong I'm before? I'm not going to for it. Um, yeah, you do see... Um, you do see a group of kids... Um, they stop as you enter, and um, one of them begins to whisper among themselves, and then they scamper off. But the adults are wholly unconcerned. Huh. I think Carmine has already started, like, 
shaking like shaking hands and walking around the <laughs> bazaar and looking at merchandise and it's just like you're just disarmingly gone. comfortable it's just yeah you see like the smoke outline and is and then just i'm at, i seem to be at seven different stands at the bazaar all at once like like oh this is a fun necklace um oh did you make this this is lovely this is really good. i'm gonna come back for this but i want you to know that it's lovely <laughs> Uh, yeah, and you you speak to everyone, and there's there's elves and halflings and dwarves and and creatures and and races you've never seen before. There's tiefling, tiefling are almost unheard of outside this place, but there are uh, a good number of tiefling. There's even some some what look like uh, stone elementals. Uh, that are just going about their day. Um, this is a the most one of the most diverse cities you have come across in your travels. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So I'm. Yes. <laughs> Not wrong. I'm. Yeah. I'm gonna. Um, I don't think I probably had my bow like completely at the ready, but I'm gonna put my weapons up and like. I'm following Carmine from, like, ten feet behind, kind of keeping an eye on him, just to make sure we don't lose each other, and trying to keep an eye on Finnegan as well, and, like, taking notes, um, pulls out, like, a, you know, a fantasy moleskin, and <laughs> is sketching all of this and taking notes on the time difference and the amount of different races here, etc. Okay. So what is going to happen, um, as you guys are walking along, you see, I think, uh, Carmine would see it first as you are the one most, uh, I suppose, in this crowd. Um, you turn, I think you're checking out, like, a fruit stand. It has some really weird fruit that you haven't seen before. They, they are, like, Mm -hmm. um, uh, this vibrant green covered in, in pink, uh, spikes, um, and you can see someone mm-hmm. buy it, and they crack it open, and there's this soft fruit inside. Um, you look up, and standing directly behind you uh, is they look human, but there's this soft blue glow just gently glowing beneath their skin. Um, and on the the front of their uh, chest and part of their neck is uh, exposed gears clicking and turning. Hmm. Um, and you can see as it opens its mouth to speak to you, um, you can see like a, a, a voice box constrict within their chest. Um, huh. Disconcerting. Fascinating. <laughs> Welcome! You must be a new face. I have not seen you around here. I am indeed. Carmine Cobblestone, it is a pleasure to meet you. Do you eat? Is that an insensitive question? Could I buy you a snack? That is quite all right. You are simply ignorant of our ways. Uh, I must inform you that newcomers are required to check in at the palace. If you and your friends will follow me, I can guide you there. Uh, well, I, I certainly we want to, you know play by any local customs uh let me consult with my friends and make sure let them know where we're headed and we'll, we'll give me one second of course and then, we do and then huddle team uh, huddle mm-hmm. the robot follows after you and tries to get oh. in on the huddle <laughs> no. 
After, I, I imagine there's probably at least two tries of us, like, huddling and then, like, shifting the huddle, <laughs> sort of closing off our ranks, and then the robot's still there, and we're like, mm-hmm. well, did... Okay, but another thing... <laughs> Can you give us just, like, two minutes? Two minutes? 120 seconds? Of course. And then I will take you to the castle. Perfect. Thank you so much. You have been doing such a wonderful job. We're going to take two minutes, uh, chat, and then we will be following. Of course. I don't like this. <laughs> this is, this does not seem like a good scene. I'm not sure I trust this, but it is local custom and that doesn't, and I'm not inherently, a city has its own character. It's, things are going to be different. I'm not a hundred percent, I'm not a hundred percent comfortable with it, but I'm not a hundred percent certain that this isn't just a weird local custom it might require just more investigation unless unless either of you are feeling something that i am not i i acknowledge that sometimes i'm a little bit too willing to adapt i'm i'm not like feeling anything magical but we're in a jelly dome with (laughs) different time and there's a robot person, and this is where people have been going missing, and they want to take us to the. I'll, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll try, I'll try, and like, not um, immediately put a wrench in the gears, so to speak. But I don't like, I don't like any of this. And the first sign I see of trouble, like I want to get out or do something because this is. This is not, this does not seem like a good scene. That's fair. That's fair. I think what we might do, what we might need to do is play along until we know what the thing to do is, because I'm not feeling differently. But I don't know, I don't want, I feel like hasty action has the threat of us just disrupting what is local custom. Mm-hmm. But if something is up, then I I don't know what that is. So it might. So I think what I propose is that we go along with it for now, and the second one of us knows what we should be doing, we do it. All right, I will. I will agree to that plan for now. Yeah. Uh. So the uh, automaton leads you. Uh to this, one of the tallest buildings in town. Um, It is almost cathedral-like, but a little too corporate to be a church. Or at least the Dungeon World idea of a church. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, It is uh, stark white, uh, and on the front of it, there is a sign that reads, Welcome Home. Uh... The automaton leads you through uh, a big, uh, swinging, almost uh, a big swinging glass door, um, and through a long hallway covered in in uh, red carpet. Um, they lead you down to um, this large room, and as they open up, you see. Six chairs lining the back wall. They are big and regal, um, covered in gold decorations and uh, draping tapestry. And this looks the most, well, 
religiously iconic uh, uh, item in this building, in this town. Um, they looked like they were handcrafted, made with love and care. And they are empty, all but one. In the middle, draped over a chair, looking bored out of his goddamn mind, uh, is this... Uh, uh, this gentleman with long, dark, flowing hair and a goatee, he's dressed in um, uh, a red, almost suit and tie, but it looks a little too loose, uh, as if he's lost massive amounts of weight. He's got dark circles under his eyes, but he's still quite handsome. Um, he's of, I suppose, East Asian, Asian uh, descent, um, and is almost... Asleep, you can hear him softly snoring from where you are. The automaton um, makes its uh, makes their way over to this man and very gently places a hand on his shoulder, and he jerks awake um, and turns to look at you and uh, very quickly scrambles out of his seat and smooths his hair back and spreads his arms wide uh, and goes, "Welcome, welcome to the city of Harvest." It's so good of you to join us. Thank you for having us. We are uh, honored to be in the city. It is a the sights that we've seen are lovely, and we are gracious to be your guests. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> you got you you got this. We're doing great. <laughs> uh, he laughs and strides towards you. Uh, he takes Carmine's hand and shakes it. Um, and then and then takes Tate's um, and and shapes her hand as well. He's got a very strong grip, and he's like, "Welcome, welcome. My name is Marlo, uh, and I am the leader of this great city." Uh, it's nice. It's uh, pleased to make your acquaintance, Marlo. Uh, what did you say the city's name was again? Harvest. That's an interesting name for a city. Oh, I suppose so. It wasn't named by me, of course. Uh, there used to be a council here. Uh, they, they agreed upon the name, but who knows the ways of, of the ones that come before us. Uh, what, what brings you to this, this wonderful city? Um, I suppose you could call it a fact-finding mission. You see, it was our understanding, and, uh, our understanding was, I thought, pretty thorough. This city wasn't here a week ago. I, I don't know what you mean. I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day, and neither was this city. Um, we've stood tall for generations. Maybe your, uh, your people just haven't looked hard enough. I turn to Tate, and I say, I just kind of, like, give a half shrug, like, uh? Uh, <laughs> would, uh, would that have something to do with the, um, jelly? The jelly dome? The jelly dome around the, <laughs> the jelly dome around the city? Does that does that That is merely a form of protection. Uh I do not know why it would shield it from from outsiders, although uh it does most people see it and do not wish to enter. I applaud you for your bravery. We we cherish things like that around here. Oh, bravery doesn't factor into it. You couldn't point me to a city. Jelly border, magical border, or anything else. You couldn't point me to a city and keep me away. 
a good man about town you are, and he kind of slaps you on the back, just just a little too hard. Mm. Um. <laughs> Thank you for touching me. <laughs> Speaking of personal bubbles. Uh, and he he turns on his heel and strides back to uh, to the chair he was uh, taking a, a quiet nap in, um, and goes, "Well, if there's anything I can help you with, uh, I I do not believe I got your names, by the way." I'm uh, Jane. Uh, roll a charisma. <laughs> Oh, come on, don't fail me now. Okay, so that's a seven, and charisma is... Oh, I'm smart. Uh, well, wait, fuck, no, it's still... It's, it's plus two, so it's a nine. Okay, um, he's gonna, uh, um, like, cock an eyebrow at you and go, Of course, uh, Jane, you are welcome in, in, under any name in my city, whatever, whatever pleases you. Uh, and you, good sir. I am... And I kind of sigh and hang my head a little bit. No, you know what? No, no. I think I, I, I puff my chest and I follow Tate's lead and say, "I am uh, Alphonse Mulroney." Uh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Jane. It's a little predict. It's a little um, predictable. Listen, I've read. I've read too many fairy tales. Uh, I'm not giving this guy my real name. <laughs> of course, you but- don't. You don't give in mysterious traveling cities your name of course no, no, no i, no, I understand that i'm just saying have a little you know have a yeah, little creative I, I didn't i didn't think that far ahead i don't know why i didn't think he was gonna ask for the name but yeah no and i should have said i should have at least said kate so that it was a similar you know <laughs> vowel like consonant yeah anyways nope sorry too late um so he uh he gives you a smile and and a uh another uh large handshake and tells you please uh enjoy our city now while you are here just for security's sake uh our lovely automaton her name is b9 uh will be will be escorting you just to make sure that you see all the the sights that there are to see in this city um if you decide to stay with us longer, that is perfect. We have inns all over, uh, as well as many great places to eat. Please explore this city to your heart's content. Uh, you won't. You won't be able to stop me if I'm being honest. <laughs> he uh, he laughs and then gets uh, gets serious for a moment and goes, "But I will warn you: there are areas that we do not let outsiders see because of uh, tradition and other." dangerous, uh, dangerous goings on. It is simply for your protection, you see. Uh, please try to stay out of sewers. They are, uh, out of the sewers and the underground. They're very dark and dangerous and twisting, and I do not wish you to get lost. Uh, the, the spell that powers my, my, um, my guard here does not extend quite as far as below and you will not have a guide to help you right um i can't remember if we asked or not so just checking you wouldn't know anything about supply convoys going missing around this area would you are you aware of uh any dangers directly outside of your city that might be intercepting Uh, what are you aware of outside of your city in general Good question. 
Uh, I myself has, have never left this town. We get many comings and goings, a lot of visitors. Uh, this is a wonderful place to live. So many of them who do find themselves here uh, uh, decide to stay. Um, but I I myself have, have heard some news, but I generally do not bother with the, the issues of those outside of my um, governing. Mm. Can I roll a discern realities? Of course. Based on what I am picking up with my, well, slightly better wisdom and intelligence. Um, that is a six and a one, so a seven. A seven, that's a seven. Okay. Uh, so that means you get one question? Yes. Um, I'm stuck between who's really in control here and what here is not what it appears to be. Mm-hmm. But I think think I'm gonna go with what here is not what it appears to be. Um, he is very purposefully starting the question. Um, as you were talking to him and having a conversation, you can tell that he is very, um, indirect in answering, uh, your questions with specifics. Um... He does seem to be hiding something, but you can't get a general answer of what. Got it. Um, I will also give you uh, that guard, while they do look humanoid, um, is simply an automaton. Um, really? Seen those? Ever? Before? Um... And so it is giving you a bit of a creepy vibe, just because you don't know if it's because of its un- it's it's unknown or because of some weird magical aura that's powering it or what. But that is also giving you a creepy vibe. Yeah, I can I can see how the automaton with gears in its face might give me a creepy. Vibe. Yeah, uh, it doesn't blink ever. Oh no, it gets worse. Yeah, it's just too staring orbs okay and just to sorry just to make sure so when referring to the automaton should i use they them pronouns uh you can use they them okay i think i said um she earlier and wanted to correct it yeah Uh, okay cool um yeah i think that's uh so i think based on his answer and based on what i have gathered from watching the way that he's having this discussion i don't think i have any more questions for him uh so i will like make eye contact with carmine and um okay carmine i think i think i am similarly fine i think that this is this i cannot wait to see everything and anything that this town that harvest has to offer wonderful and i throw just the the shit-eatingest of shit-eating grins. Uh, he sends you about the same level of shit-eatingest back. Good. Awesome. So I, I guess we just... As we're, as we're walking out of the room, uh, Tate turns to Carmine and says under her breath, Have you ever considered taking up a career in marketing? Like, maybe a tourism bureau? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, spent some time, I spent some time in an apprenticeship selling timeshares <laughs> over the sea. <gasps> Uh, it was part oh. of the goddess's whole thing. I have to be, I have to try a lot of things and experience oh a lot of things. Your religion is a, multi-level marketing. <laughs> it was a, it was a weird week. Oh, man. 
what I'm what I'm picturing for worship is literally like a week spent selling timeshares, and then oh a week at an God. art gallery, and then a week at a soup kitchen, and so like it's basically trying to capture every experience in an entire city. <laughs> but like one person is just constantly like, "Well, this is the week that I'm." Oh, this is the week that I'm like clearing rats out of a sewer. This is pleasant. <laughs> this is fun. Oh, next week I'm a writer. That's going to be great. Can't wait. <laughs> what a guy. What a life. Oh, God. God. Um, all right. So uh, you are uh, led out of the, the palace, so to say, uh, with this, uh, this uh, automaton B9 in tow. Where would you like to go? Um, I think, um, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I think Tate's first instinct is going to be to investigate, uh, like figure out what's up with this automaton. Like it, how, to what extent they understand what's going on around them. Like, can, is this like an Alexa situation? Is this a, um, I'm spacing on her name from the good place. Jane? Jane? Oh, it's um, it's not Janet. Janet. Um, this isn't a Janet situation. Uh, this is more of an Alexa. They have access to whatever knowledge Marlo has uh, given them, but more than that, uh, nothing. Um, they don't know anything about any outside knowledge or history. Mostly anything pertaining to Harvest. Okay. Um, I am going to be a jerk and think of some like very obscure question like i'm thinking like so um b9 can you tell me about the imports and exports of harvest just to see what happens harvest doesn't have any known imports or exports huh okay uh carmine so why can't we go underground there are many dangerous creatures that lie below. For your protection, please do not travel underground. What areas should we avoid if we don't want to go underground? There are a few areas in the lower district that have di uh, direct sewer access. They are mainly guarded, but it is still an area you should not travel. Got it. And, uh, you mentioned, well, Marlo mentioned sewers. Is Are, are there sewer grates just around, or are there only sewer entrances in certain spots? Ah, uh, um, from what you can see, there aren't a whole lot of sewer grates. Most of them okay. are, like, um, relatively, uh, like, small for runoff and things like that, but nothing uh, a person could fit through. Hmm. Interesting. Well, Alphonse, is there anything that you want to look at? Uh, you know, I would... I would happily trust uh, the guidance of our... Uh, of our tour guide. I trust that they have... They know all of the best places to go and best things to see. So where do you think we go? I mean, you, you, you lead and we will follow. And I kind of gesture with my hands i flourish to the city that just happens to be in the flourish of hands that i would need to 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 spend a route to cast hold person on our on b9 no yep yeah i'm gonna uh 
I gesture my hands to the city that has happened happens to be in the same way that uh the gestures of hands I would have to make to cast the spell hold person. As I'm saying, like, please go, march, take the lead, show us where we're going. Are you standing still? Why are you standing still? So I'm gonna cast I'm gonna cast a spell. Six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, I can choose one. I can draw unwelcome attention or put myself in a spot. Uh, I cast di- casting distances me from my deity, or the spell. It- I'm gonna revoke the spell. Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to cast hold person again. And I I gesture to them and I say like, please lead. Why are you standing still? Why aren't you moving? Well, you don't have to taunt them. <laughs> what? Why are you hitting yourself? Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> I think they go to move and to take a step, and you hear this like um wrenching sound as the deers stick. Um and they open their mouth and go error 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 um and you kind of see them straining against the deers, but besides that, uh, they are unable to do anything. Wait here. Uh, don't move. We There's clearly a problem. We should head back to the palace. Tate, we should head back to the palace, right? Yes, I agree. <laughs> let's, let's head back to the palace. We'll get you help as soon as possible. I promise. Stay here. Do not, don't overexert yourself. It, it will only make things worse. And error. We, error. Error. First off, running towards the lower district. <laughs> do we know? Do we know where the lower district is at? Wait, maybe you do should... not. You do not. We just first off running down, running down the street. All right. Um, let's see. What would I need to try and roll to like figure out which direction the lower district is? Um, would that it be? depends. You could. Ask someone, you could, like, figure out layouts of the city. Um, you could do a few things. How? Could I, uh, could I perhaps argue for spouting lore because I know cities pretty implicitly and can kind of tell you, like, the features to follow along to? Alright. That is an eight on spout lore, which is, I believe it is an interesting fact Uh, It is on me to make it useful. Uh, This city is completely circular because of how domes are um, in nature. Uh, You can see uh, every, I suppose, wall, every space of the dome above you. Um, And even the buildings kind of curve a little bit, uh, or at least are staggered in height as it moves, uh, as they move higher and higher up into the sky. And based on how much you know about cities that tend to be circular, there's really Hmm. only, you know, you will find something eventually. That's true. And where is um, the palace relative to, like, like, is that the center of the dome, or...? Um, okay, so... If you guys entered at nine o'clock, the palace is at okay. twelve. Um, the bazaar was someplace in the middle between nine and the center. 
but you also don't know how far that the shopping district stretches. Well, uh, it sounds seems like we're taking a tour of Harvest after all. We probably could have used a tour guide, but um... yeah, maybe maybe next time ask ask the automaton where to go before you make it so they can't follow you. Tate says as they're running through the streets. That's a fair no fair point fair point. <laughs> I, I I accept uh, your criticism and I take it and I own it. <laughs> um, while we're running, um. Sorry, I feel like I'm relying really hard on discern realities, but I think it's the only one that makes sense for at least some of this. I would like yeah. to keep an eye out for anyone who is dressed as though they may have come from the city that we came from. Uh, uh okay. So should I, can I roll discern realities for that? Uh, n- Or is that no. just like, okay. That's just, you, you don't see anyone. Okay. Um, or rather, they're the... The fashion of this city is very, uh, utilitarian. Lots of, uh, pockets and ponchos and, like, bags. Um, it's very, like, soft, pastel colors. It's not very, like, high fashion. They're more for, uh, comfort and mm-hmm. utility. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep an eye out, um, but I don't see anyone else who looks like they may have come from the city. But we should, if we see anyone like that, we should stop and ask them for information. Absolutely. Uh, I'm actually looking for anybody that looks uh, less well dressed than and like looks particularly poorly dressed or like whose garment isn't quite as, like, finely tailored. Because I figure, like, if we can see someone like that, we can either follow them or ask them, like, where they're from. You know that group of kids? Yeah. Uh, that spotted you earlier. You see one of the same kids. Uh, they are dressed pretty, like, they're wearing, um, <clears throat> it is a, a a young girl wearing a, uh, a tattered, like, poncho get up she's um um with like some ratty pants and and bare feet all right um yeah i'd like to stop and be like hey uh kids um it's it's just one girl uh she but you like recognize her from the crowd um as you call out she freezes gets like this deer in the headlight headlight look and then dashes off down an alley Okay, um, what do you think, Carmen? I want to follow her, but I also don't want to chase a child down an alley in a way that makes <laughs> yeah. it seem like I'm going to murder them. Like, that's Yeah, rude. that's, that's <laughs> not really, that's probably not the best call. That kind of, that, that doesn't really play well in the cities, so we should probably avoid chasing children down alleyways. Should you've we? Got a, you've got a head for this follow at a slow walk or try to find a different lead i think following at a slow walk is probably fine okay we're we're yeah so i'm walking after them like trying (laughs) i'm not like walking around with my hands up in the air like a weirdo but i'm like trying to make my body language as (laughs) non-threatening as possible like showing my like i have my hands in such a way that you can see i don't have weapons that kind of thing I think what I, I think what Carmine does is, uh, is the bazaar still going on? Is that still nearby? Yeah, you're in some, like, large supermarket area. I think Carmine, like, steps out for a second and returns with two, like, 
ears of roasted corn or something. Ooh, okay, okay. And just like hands one off to Tate and is like, we're just strolling. We're just strolling. <laughs> Have some candy. I, I got us some, some taffy. I got us some, some roasted corn. We're just seeing the sights. Just if you if you need to focus on your body language on something, focus it on the bazaar and on the treats that the bazaar offers. Got it. Cool. Thanks. Smart. Uh, roll me um, charisma. I will let one person roll, but they get advantage, which means you roll 3d6 and take the highest. Uh, I rolled a... I've got... Unless unless you have a higher than two uh, charisma, I've got... And I rolled very well. Oh, yeah. No, we can go with yours because mine is also plus two. Uh, I rolled a an 11 plus two is 13. Wow. Dang. Okay. Um... Charismatic motherfucker over here. I I know how to blend in yeah. in the city. I think that I think that works that works really well. Um, and you do that, and um, okay. So normally, when uh, people see a new person in a city, they will watch and and observe because it's it's a new person, it's a new face. But you blend in. People stop watching you. People stop realizing that you're an outsider. Uh, you lead her, uh, you lead Tate down uh, uh, through the streets, and eventually you spot the girl again. She hasn't noticed you. Um, she is uh, digging through a uh, a barrel, um, looking for, uh, well, she's digging through a barrel, unaware of your, your presence. Could I add a little bit of magical description? Because I thought of something that I think is very good. Yeah. Uh, I think I think in line with the goddess of cities, like as we're doing all of this, uh, Tate and I both kind of look down at our clothes and they've turned a little more pastel. They're just a little bit more cream colored. And like it like we like we're not even like and it's not necessarily that we're in different clothes. It's just the clothing has started to reflect slightly differently in the light where it kind of takes on a palette that's a little bit less little bit less outsider e. I I nice. love that. I am now wearing pastel leather armor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which like yes. And it sh- and and it looks weird but like at the same time like it it blends yeah. it just it blends in in a way that still just looks just the slightest bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And she's um so you so, sorry uh you said that we found her she's digging in the she- trash. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I will, I would like to stop and let me know if you want to do something different, um, Carmine, but Tate, like, elbows Carmine, um, and it's kind of like, hey, like, like, elbows and does a point and then is, like, walk, still walking towards her, uh, but stops, like, 10, 15 feet away, mm-hmm. and it's, like, says, uh, what do I want to say that's, like, super non-threatening, like, Hi, uh, I just want I just want to talk. Can we talk to you for a second? I think Carmine takes a step back and kind of just like folds his hands and is like, "You've got this. Like I have complete <laughs> faith in you. You you do what you got to do. I got your back if you need it, but this is this is your plan." Um roll a parlay. Okay. Um uh, 
that is an 11. Oh, yeah. She uh, she turns. Um, She's a little stiddish, uh, but she turns and sees you um, and looking uh, like looking um, almost guilty. She she quietly nods um, and like steps a little closer to you. Okay, I'm gonna take like another step or two closer, and I will take out. Um, man, there is like nothing that I can offer that's not gonna make me sound like a creeper. But I will take out a, some kind of food that uh, Carmine had got, like like some of the food that Carmine mm-hmm. had got that has like clearly not been tampered with. Like if it's still if it's fruit or something that mm-hmm. like you can see has not been tampered with. Like when you give someone a water bottle and the seal is yeah. popped on it so they know yeah. that like you didn't Yeah. Mess with um it. I think you take um, out uh um a vendor along the way had given you one of those uh 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 pink spiked fruits um mm-hmm. that that mm-hmm. you're yeah. able to give to her. Um yeah, so I just I, I I'm standing I'm still like probably like two solid arms length away from her because I don't want to crowd her so I offer her the fruit like in an extended hand so that she can like take it without getting super close if she doesn't okay. want to. Okay. Uh what happens instead is she holds out her hand and you see this like uh this this blue glow form around it and then a mage hand um appears as like almost an exact copy and it reaches out, takes the fruit from you and brings it back to her. Um, she takes it from the mage hand, it poofs away, and she starts tearing into the fruit. Talented kid. Yeah, I did not see that coming. (laughs) Okay, so, um, while she's eating, I might, like, take, like, I I might take, like, a step closer. I'm still trying very hard not to crowd her, but I'm also aware that, like, we're going to be asking Mm -hmm. extremely suspicious things, and I don't want to be overheard. Um... So I'm gonna be like, "Hey, uh, what's your what's your name?" My name's Mallory. Okay, hi, hi, Mallory. Um, I am. Fuck it, I'm not gonna lie. I'm Tate, and this is Carmine. And it's super nice to meet you, Mallory. You're not supposed to say curse words. Oh, oops, sorry. <laughs> um, pretend pretend I didn't do that then. Uh. So we had a couple questions. We're new here and we're kind of confused about how some things are happening. Uh, and you look like you know your way around. Can we talk to you for a minute? Um, yeah, okay. So, um, what, how, how long have you been here? How long have you been in Harvest, Mallory? Um, uh, a couple years, I think. Okay. Do you remember, um, do you remember how you came here? Uh, yeah. My parents came here. Um, they brought me here. Do you, um, okay. This is probably, probably not a good line of questioning to go down. <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> her parents are clearly not around. So, I'm going to pivot. Um, so what's with the, uh, the uh, automatons? The, uh, people with the gears? Oh, um, the mayor made them, I think. Um, I don't know a whole lot about them, but most people seem to ignore them, so, you know, um, and some of them are very, uh, some blend in well, so it's, it's difficult to know who is who, so the town kind of just ignores it. 
Oh, that's creepy. I hate that's it. Horror. That's horrifying. <laughs> um, listen, um, is it Tate? Is it all right if I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we were wondering, we have heard that there is, we have heard that there are uh, dangerous things underground and we are specialists in helping people fend off scary things. Could you point us to where we could get underground? She goes, like, pale. Um, She turns stark white, and you see her eyes go wide, and she gets, like, visibly nervous. She starts shaking a little bit, um, and she, like, shapes her head and goes, You don't, 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 you don't want to go down. Um, It's not, it's not good down there. Okay, um... Can you tell us where the lower district is? Um, she points off down, uh, down the direction of a, uh, um, the path that you were on. Um, just follow this and you'll get to it. Okay. Um, um, I'm like gonna turn to Carmine. I'm like doing like a whisper behind a hand. I'm trying to like keep from freaking her out further. Like, should we ask her more questions about what happens when people go below i don't want to like give this kid a panic attack i think i think we're better off just seeing it for ourselves okay good call um thank you so much mallory you've been really helpful and i'm going to like give her some more rash like some yeah. rations or some of the food that yeah, yeah. or something like uh, she stuffs it, uh, into a, like, pouch by her side and then turns back to you and goes, um, please be careful. They, um, they send the bad ones down there and, and you seem nice. Oh, thanks. Thank you for that. We'll be careful. We're gonna go now. <sighs> My heart. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so I guess we wave goodbye to this orphan child that has stomped on my heart. Um, <laughs> um, she she waves goodbye and, um, like, double checks to make sure she has the food on her and then stampers off. Um, and you lose sight of her in the crowd. All right. I start, like, immediately, like, thumping myself on the head, just like, oh, my God, oh, people who specialize in... What was that even? That was, a, that was a really good save, Tate. Like, I don't even know what I... That was... People who, oh my goodness. <laughs> that was I pat, not. I pat Carmine on, it's okay. I was going to make a Ghostbusters go- joke, but it's fine. That's, uh, you know what? I, it would have been, it would have been fair. That would have been entirely <laughs> fair, but no. Uh, all right. So shall we? And I gesture at the path and I guess. I suppose. All right. So you make your way down, um, uh, down this path. And it takes you maybe about 10 minutes, um, uh, 10 minutes to make it to a visible change in the, the way that, uh, this city is structured. Uh, the, the once smooth, like, dirt becomes, um, like, small pebbles and rocks and begins to get a little, um, more difficult to walk on. Difficult terrain, if you will. Um... And you can see there is ahead of you a a uh, a large, almost uh, pipe 
uh, going down into the ground, um, covered in, in metal grating. Uh, standing around it is a, uh, two guards, and even from here you can tell they are android, um, bits of, uh, um, like, I don't want to say flesh, but bits of gear and, and, uh, wiring has been exposed just from years of, of wear and tear. Um, one looks like it used to be, uh, like a tiefling android. You can see, um, metal horns that have begun to weigh its head down and it's kind of stooped, uh, with a, a hunched, a hunched back. The other one is a, a shorter, what you think must have been a halfling, like a very tall halfling, or at least an approximation of one. Um, but that's, uh, its entire face is essentially just gear and metal, and you can see bits of hanging wire that should, may have been a beard at one point. Boy, that's just unsettling. Yeah, right? Um, so my area of expertise is the dead and the undead. Mm -hmm. Do I, have I ever encountered, does this, do these, do these constructs ring similar with anything that I have read about the dead? Yes. Um, many necromancers will, uh, raise, well, of course, raise the dead to, to do work for them. Um, you kind of get to feel this is in the same vein, except with metal and machinery, not skin and bone. Mm, I hate it. <laughs> mm, don't like that. Mm. Um, okay, so I'm going to relay that. In I'll be like, ah, Carmine, I don't know why it took me this long to put it together, but I think that these are like, I think that they are some kind of spirit trapped in there. This is This is something not i mean clearly it's not aligned with the natural order but it's like really not like there's something iffy going on here with necromancy and these automatons you know that's really all all i needed to hear i <laughs> i'll be honest i wasn't really sure how we were gonna get in that great but uh and carmine like cracks his knuckles and reaches for his uh he's got a keychain on his belt <laughs> Okay. And on it is dangling like a knife, like a, a, a little carved like silver knife, very like tiny like keychain sized, and a little keychain sized gear, and like the crest of the city that he was raised in. The traditional holy symbol of the queen of cities are these three gears on this keychain. I've thought a lot about these these little things in the last few weeks. Uh, good. I love it. I love it. It's very impressive. And he takes the keychain and he starts spinning it on his finger and, like, holds it aloft and just says, Queen of Cities, there is a... Think of exactly how to phrase this. Queen of Cities, grant me passage within your domain. There is a place that is blocked. There are those that would keep me from your domain. D deal with them. And I am going to turn undead. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, roll. All right. <laughs> that is a 13. I think what happens, the tiefling was holding a spear. Um, it 
it drops it and you see it begins to uh to spark and then it powers down um the halfling who is a little bit more um uh broken um like stutters the same way that you saw b9 stutter uh when you cast hold person um and it steps backwards almost in fear if it could show emotion and tumbles against the the grates um and because of how small it is essentially slips through and is gone i turn to tate real slowly i guess that means we head inside yeah high five good job do i need to roll the high five <laughs> no, you you high five and it's epic. I real, I real slowly high five. Like I am unnerved by what is happening. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> high five, great. Uh, oh All right. man, this is why this is why you're the butt uh, of my jokes, bud. Uh, so you uh, you go yep, check let's out the go, gate. Let's there go check is, out it this is a great long, and head to our almost uh, certain doom. A, a long tunnel sloping downward. There is a uh uh. Um, it's not sloping, sorry. There is a, a lot, it's essentially a hole in the ground with an entryway. Um, if you, when you walk through the entrance, you can look down, uh, there is water rushing below, um, and a ladder, uh, a sort of winding ladder, uh, around the, the, the hole that you can take to get down. Oh boy, I don't like this. Do you want to go first or should I? Nah, I don't like it either. I think we have to go forward, but I would like it noted. I'm not a fan of this either. Party agreed. <laughs> All right, so you descend. Yep, we descend. All right. Uh, who goes first? I'll go first. <laughs> All right. I love the silence in between someone waiting for someone to step up to do something no one wants to do. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's delicious. Um, okay, so, uh, you two make your way down. Uh, down, down, down. You climb for about five minutes or so. Um, until the, uh, this hole opens up and there is a long, uh, uh, tunnel essentially uh there is water streaming through it and there are smaller holes uh that are spouting water it is essentially it is a sewer system um it is dark and gross and smells vaguely like shit and piss um it's you know a sewer system sure (laughs) i don't know what I don't know what I expected, <laughs> but uh, I suppose this. Don't know why I didn't see this coming. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna make a joke. I'm like, what do I have that I could use to? Because I'm like, maybe Tate puts like some kind of scented cloth over her mouth. And then I'm like, well, I do have some halfling pipe. <laughs> I don't have any adventuring gear. I could smoke some halfling pipe leaf to get rid of the smell, but that's probably not a great idea. So. I am going to draw my bow though, so that that is at the ready. Um, okay. And I've got wanna... my I've got my staff. I've got I've yeah I've got my staff like ready for whatever comes. Okay. Oh man. You can either go forward or back. Do we want to go forward or back? Which direction do you want to go, Carmine? 
I'm not sure. Can't say uh, I know for certain. Do you want me to flip a coin? That's better than nothing. Okay. Heads is forward and tails is back. Oh, that was a loud coin. Um, I got tails, so I guess we're going to go back. All right. Okay. Tell you what. Uh, both of you roll me wisdom checks. Okay. Six, seven, eight, nine. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, a four. Good. Okay. Um, Was it, though? Was it good? It's my part. My feeling is that it's the opposite of that. Okay. Um, So, y'all begin to make your way down. uh, uh, I suppose downhill. um, Following this this torrent of uh, quote-unquote water uh, as you go. Um... You guys walk for maybe half an hour um, when you see in the distance these, the soft red glow of something. Uh, Carmine, you see it. Tate, you don't. Um, they are glowing eyes, almost like reflections of, of reflections in the light. Um, Carmine, you are able to see uh, that it is an automaton Mm. wandering down here. Uh, Instead of that pale blue light you saw on B9, it is a harsh red light in the darkness. It has not seen you yet. I, uh, I grab Tate by the shoulder and, like, push us both flush against the wall. What's up? I put a finger to my mouth, like, and then I just kind of, like, gesture down, downhill in the direction of, like, the red lights. Okay. Uh, just above the rushing water, you can hear, error, 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 error. Disconcerting. Um. I think for once I'm going to take my cue from Carmine um, because I want to get an attack (laughs) as early as possible, but I also don't want to jump the gun. I'm going to... Could I cast detect alignment on this thing? Yeah. I'm I'm going to try and cast detect alignment. Three, seven, seven plus is wisdom. Is that wisdom? Pretty sure that's wisdom to cast a spell. Yes, that is a 10 plus. Okay. Now, uh, let me see. I have a move that I'm gonna consider triggering here. No, wait. It doesn't. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing extra that detect alignment can do. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna hold on to my empower my empower ability until later. You actually recall the feeling of of your goddess whispering in your ear. There is danger that lies beneath. And. <clears throat> something tightens in your chest. Yikes. Um, this is evil. Thumb, thumb. Ru- I run my thumb across my neck, and I look to Tate, and I give, I give the most like solemn, solemn nod of like, fuck shit up. 
Okay, um, I'm gonna take, I, I think, I think canonically this would be happening at the same time as he's, like, tapping into his, um, spidey senses, okay. <laughs> but I'd like to do a discern realities real quick before okay. I attack. Uh, so that is a, that's an 11. Um, man, so I get three questions. Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. Um, I'm thinking... What is about to happen? Uh, this automaton is about to round the corner and see the two of you. And then, uh, it is probably going to be very hostile towards you. Okay. Alright, the second one? Yes. Um, that is... What here is useful or valuable to me? It has not noticed you yet. It is very dark down here, and you know how to be quiet. Uh, also, um, because of the way the tunnel is shaped, sound does reverberate off of these walls, which is both a blessing and a curse. Interesting. I would give you that. Alright, last question. Uh, what here is not what it appears to be? Um, I, uh, this is tough because I don't know if there is except this <clears throat> it does occur to you that this water does have to lead somewhere um but it seems to be as you were walking it seems to curve downward almost as if it were spiraling spiraling down to something um okay so you do you are going somewhere got it all right so um, given that information and given that Carmine has given me to go ahead to fuck shit up, I believe what I am going to do is I would like to, I would like to use the, whatever seconds I have before the automaton turns the corner to, um, make sure my horn is also at hand. Okay. And then I would like to... Ooh, I'm nervous about this, but do I'm going to give it a try. I would do like it. to um, do Metal Hurlant and then follow that up with the volley. So I'm going to blow like a... <laughs> that's, my, that's my horn. Good. Um, so I'm choosing a target and rolling plus constitution for that. And then I would mm -hmm. like to follow that up with an arrow at it as fast as possible. While it is hopefully confusing okay. all the echoing noise. Roll constitution first. Um, damn. So that's an 11 plus... Plus one, so that's Jeez. 12. Jeez, alright, roll damage. You're lighting it up today. Um, that is a... Heck yeah. Um, uh, let, me, let me find my D10. <laughs> um. Uh, that's an eight, my guys. G wow, okay. Um, you... Uh, um... Uh, you actually don't need to roll for volley, um... He only had five hit points. So, um, you turn this, uh, the corner and, uh, essentially v Vizula, fuck, what are they called? Um, <laughs> Vuvuzela. Uh, Vuvuzela, uh, this horn, and it, the sound reverberates off the hallway, um, and the automaton turns to look at you and just 
shatters. Uh, it kind of, it, it falls apart. Uh, the sound waves shook it so much. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's head kind of, uh, splashes into the ground, uh, into the, the water below and is quickly carried away by the current. Cool. Gross, but cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to remember that for next time because that <laughs> will probably leave me better off than Volley, if possible. Um, yeah, so I'm going to look at Carmine and be like, well, that's <laughs> dealt with. Um, I, I throw you a fist bump and I'm like, all right, job well done. <laughs> yeah. Fist bump back. And then I'm like, let's let's follow this water. All right. Uh, it's the only way to go so you follow this water around uh, down around and down for about five more minutes and as you do the rushing water gets louder and louder and begins to go faster until suddenly it opens into an open uh, uh, canyon this is a very round room Uh, the very center of it is flooded and seems to go down further and sitting in that giant pool in the middle is, well, a dragon covered in chains and held down by automaton after automaton. It looks tired and worn down, and the chains are digging into its flesh. These automatons are glowing red, pulsating with some some energy uh, that it seems to be feeding off of this this soft blue dragon. Um, as you enter, uh, you can see there's a ladder leading down to the ground floor, um, but the entire pathway is covered with what looks to be sleeping androids they're standing upright but the light from their eyes is gone um uh is is dark um they are asleep for all you know well i was feeling a lot better until you had that (laughs) um I'm going to look at Carmine to see if he has anything, um, but I would also like to kind of, I would like to do another different realities, uh, sort of take a look around and see. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. Wait a minute. What do I have for wisdom? (laughs) Oh no. Yeah, Um, they aren't asleep. They're they're obviously dead. I mean, they look dead, so they must be dead. (laughs) It's fine. It'll be fine. Those guys are all dead. It's fine. Uh, we free this thing, right? Yeah, we got. To, I mean, we have to. There's nothing yeah. else. Like, right? That's not just. That's not just the bleeding heart in me, right? Like, that's that's what we do here, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I know dragons are. I, I don't know if the dragon is going to attack us once it's free, but I don't. I sure as hell don't trust these automatons. I don't think they're the good guys in the situation. So I don't see. I think that's our only play. Okay. So, um, how many automatons are like? So the dragon has change chains, not change. Um, no pockets full of loose change. The dragon has chains and also automatons holding it down. Yes, um, they are. They have like the chains 
it seems to almost be like part of their hand that has extended and wrapped around this dragon. Um, and there are uh, a lot. Uh, this is maybe like a medium-sized dragon, so there are at least uh, 15 at all angles strapping it down to the floor. Um, there is also uh, some Oof. with like... They look like uh, spikes for hands that have dug into this dragon and are holding it down. I hate that. Um, all right. So I'm going to, yeah, I guess I'm going to look at um, Carmine and be like, um, yeah, my only concern is there's a lot of them. What's, what's our strategy here? I can, you know, <laughs> yell real loud with my horn. Um you yell real loud. Uh, if they're anything like the ones we saw above, I can at least keep the some of them at bay. You can take shots. I can Got keep it. you keep you alive. You're you're the fighter here. As odd as that sounds, the <laughs> fighter of a bard. <laughs> I know, I know, but I'm not. This is that's the best we can do. They can come at us. I can keep them at bay, and you pick them off. All right. Um. Should you should you do your 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 magic mumba jumbo that affects does that affect all of them? Should you do that first and then I attack? Because as soon as I bust out the the horn here, they're gonna know we're here. Alright, I'm busted out. I'm 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 twirling the, the keychain in my hand and I start screaming. You know, oh, Queen no. of Queen of Cities, protect me from the scourge from the scourge before me. There is no You're gonna blow a horn. <laughs> Don't come at me about volume. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. Dang. Momentarily dazed, intelligent undead, cause mindless undead to flee. Yeah, um... The... Uh, let's see, who's mindless and who's intelligent? Um, the... Uh, how much does this spell... What's the range on your spell movement? Is there a range in Dungeon World? Uh, it doesn't say, it doesn't say, but I'm assuming fairly, fairly, like, yeah. close. Like, I assume you have to be able to see and, like, register me as a presence. Right. I'm gonna say that because the, uh, dragon team is on the other side of the room, it's not gonna reach them. Okay. Um, but the good front half of this, uh, sleep pile, um, or sleep stand, um group is uh you see them kind of like short circuit um and uh just kind of yeah. collapse to the ground um you got maybe like 50 percent of that crowd well, that's as close as that's as far as i can get us from from where we are you can get us closer thin the herd a little bit we should we should be able to get closer i should be able to keep going you All got right. this yeah so i'm gonna advance while doing um Metal hurlant again at the closest one. I'm not going to make the noise again because I'm trying to say future Cole or future whoever okay. is editing this. Uh, and... So that's an eight. Not quite okay. the resounding success of the first one. And it says on a seven to nine, you still damage your target, but it's out of control. The GM will choose an additional target nearby. Okay. So the one that I was targeting still takes one D10 of damage, which I will roll now. Or one, yeah, D10. Um, and that is a three okay. this time. So, less of yeah, a resounding um, success. I'm gonna say that because this is a crowd, um, 
you are still you're gonna hit multiple uh uh objects because having you fight 20 robots individually is hell and i don't want to do it um so i rolled for the state of behind the scenes i rolled a, a d4 um and so it's going to affect three robots um you see the sound waves buff against them um and the lights of their eyes flash and turn on um and they turn to look at you uh and while they are injured they are still up and coming your way uh you can hear them again uh repeating in that red glow error error Okay, do I, um, do I have time to follow up my horn blast with the volley or do uh, I need to pass the turn? I don't know. Sorry, I don't know how combat turn. works. Okay, cool. I figured that was too many actions, but I just wanted to, you know, check. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Carmine, what do you do? I, um, I nod and say, well, this is no time for, uh, picking them off from afar. I think that they're going to be at us soon enough, so maybe we meet them. And I'm going to rush at them with my staff, which I am picturing kind of as like a, like a stylish cane even though it describes it as two-handed so i think what it's happening is i'm like baton twirling it and that's <laughs> why it's a two-handed weapon <laughs> and i i rush at them and i just start like baton twirling like bashing them with a cane one after the other good and that's a five that's not good at all no, it's still it's still good. Um, you raise your uh your cane, um, to smash down on this android, and it reaches up and grabs your cane. Mm. Um, you know how you said it wasn't two handed before? Yeah, it is now. Oh no! <laughs> uh, it squeezes and just splinters in its hand. Uh. Tate, a little help? <laughs> yeah, um, so Tate is going to... Do I want to... I'm going to run closer, and I will... I think the odds... I, I'm going to try the Metal Hurlant again, I think, just because it's definitely a better chance than Hack and Slash with my stats. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I think I'm going to try that one more time, uh, just in okay. case it hits more than one person, and then switch to bow and arrow if need be, or find another bad roll. Um. Oh, shit. Ooh. Oh. That's a five? Five? No, that's a four. Ugh. Wait, no, that's just a wait. Ooh. Yeah, that's a four. You are running to uh, Cobblestone's aid, and you trip on one of the previous robots that had been turned on dead before and go scattering across the ground. You land at the feet of, uh, um, one of the, uh, still asleep 
androids, and you look up to see its eyes flash on. And it is awake. Fantastic. Hate that. Yeah, thanks. I hate it. (laughs) Uh, What do you do? I am going to... What's directly behind me? Do I have do I have space to like scoot back and then stand up, or like am I surrounded on all sides? Uh, you uh, you have yes, you have space to uh to back up. Okay. Um. Yeah. Then I will like scoot back a couple a couple feet and like stand up. Um. Okay. And- it is. Uh. It will try to swing at you. Okay. Um. With a uh. It 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 misses. Um, it rolled poorly enough that I'm not going to make you roll. Uh, it misses, um, and you can feel the like wind whip past you as its face narrowly avo- as its hand narrowly avoids your nose. Cool, great. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to stand back up and draw the bow and arrow so that it's ready to attack um, next turn. Okay. The one that um, fractured your staff is gonna yep. like toss the pieces to the ground, and is going to essentially grab you by the shoulders and try and bite into your neck. Uh, it opens mm. its mouth, and you see um, they're like straight lines of of thick wire. Hmm, that's horrifying. Sure, and there's just rows of it. Uh, how do you get out of this? Um, I think I fall backwards. I I basically try to, like, as the automaton is lurching towards me, basically fall backwards and kind of judo toss it behind me. Okay. I would say strength, since you're trying to, like, judo roll it. Okay. That's a five again. This is going well. <laughs> uh, you go to roll it, and it kind of just falls on top of you. Um, yep. And then just munches into your shoulder, and you're going to take four points of damage. Okay, so two points of damage. Two. Got mm-hmm. it. All right. All right. The android that was in front of Tate is going to lurch forward, um, swinging these uh, sharp bleated hands at you. Um, what do you do? So if this was a TV show, Tate would definitely mm-hmm. use her bow like a melee weapon to block it, but <laughs> in real life that's very bad for bows. Here's looking at you, yes. Arrow. So I'm, gonna, I'm going to duck out of the way. I'm going to try and like duck underneath his arm, or their okay. arm. I'm going to try and duck underneath their arm, and if I can, like, do a foot sweep to knock it over as I do so. Okay. Uh, roll Defy Danger with Dex. Uh, it's a 9 plus 1, so it's a 10. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, You swipe out of the way, and it slams to the ground. It's gonna take uh, 2 points of damage as its head impacts with the hard earth, but it does wake up uh, 2 more of the androids. Um, and they begin to spark to life. Carmine, what are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna grab the holy symbol, like, I'm gonna grab the holy symbol again, put it in my hand, squeeze Mm -hmm. it tight, and just say, like, and, like, 
punch the thing with it to basically like okay. trigger turn undead in the most violent and chaotic way possible. <laughs> as I'm just like queen of cities queen of cities goddamn eat this and I just throw a punch okay that is a seven as long as I continue to pray and brandish my holy symbol no undead may come within reach of me so I'm picturing it as I like punch this thing with holy might, it tumbles back, and I'm just, like, keeping mm-hmm. things at bay. Um, what happens is with the impact of your punch, you see this magical, like, wave that spreads out. Um, and it forms, like, a very visible, uh, uh, ring around you of, of this force that the androids can't or won't get through. And uh, with my free hand, I put my fist to my mouth as though I'm holding a horn to just be like, hey, Tate. You wanna... Got it. Yeah. Um, love me a punchy priest. Uh, gonna. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I think, especially given the fact that he's got like a little force field going, I think even though I had my bow drawn, I'm gonna um, do the horn again just because it makes more sense. So. Mm-hmm. God, just die. <laughs> One of them is a two. That's not a great number. There's like four numbers better than that. Yeah. The other one is a six. So that's an oh okay that's better an eight yes one so it's a nine okay so I think what happens um is it pushes a like a line through the crowd um and you turn uh you look up to see that from across the room one of the uh androids holding the um the dragon down looks up and begins to make its way over towards you. Okay. Um, four of these go down. Uh, they crumble and there's- you're thinning the crowd out pretty well. Um, there's only a a handful left. All right. (sighs) And especially with, uh, that- that shield up, they aren't coming towards you. So is the- and uh, and whatever pause we have after, as the the mm-hmm. horn noise is still echoing around the room, um, Tate is turns to Carmine and is like, "So, is this like a bubble? Like, if we walk forward, did they have to walk back, or is it stationary?" Queen of Cities, protect me. So long as so long as your grace will guide me, no terror will come. Queen of Cities, be praised. Queen of Cities, protect me. And I'm, like, gesturing with my free hand, like, do you get, I have to keep praying, but do you get what is happening here? <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, so it takes a second. Um, and queen then, of cities, queen of cities in your mighty experience, queen of cities. And we'll she get to the point eventually. grabs his arm and starts dragging him forward to see what happens and if the androids have to move okay. back. As you do, the handful of, uh, I'm gonna call them lesser droids, uh, backs up and away from you. Uh, they are clicking and screeching, uh, that same error message over and over again. Um, almost an anger? If, of course, automatons could show anger. They're, uh, the, the 
spiked uh, hand one that uh, began to make its way over stops at the very edge of the bubble and stands. And as you walk past, it stays where it is, but you can visibly see it straining under some need to exit this area, um, but continues walking towards you, sparking. Um, as it reaches you, it reaches out and essentially explodes um, as the pressure building up inside of it is let loose. You are showered in spark and metal wire, but it's not an obstacle. Gross. Um, how many other spiky... Uh, uh, so two questions, um, actually. How many other spiky droids are there? Or automatons? There are, f- there are four spiky automaton. There are, let's say, uh, five holding down chains. Okay. Uh, is the dragon showing any signs of consciousness yet? Um, it has its eyes open, but it's not moving or or making a sound. It looks almost groggy. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do another discern realities. Uh, mm-hmm. In the middle, in the middle of our bubble, while we have like some kind of protection. Oh fuck. Uh. So that's a two and a one and a nothing. It's a three. Uh, God, you're really bad at these. (laughs) Um, Right now you're just super focused on how cool it is that you have like a force field um, by this like weird cleric dude. It's, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's weird. Great. Cool. Um, (laughs) So... What, what, whose turn is it now? Uh, I think what is gonna happen. There are four of the spiky arm dudes, one of them left. The other three are going to, like, wrench out of this dragon. Oh, gosh. Um, and go, uh, begin making their way towards you. Uh, the other, uh, ones with chains around their arms seem unmoving. And in fact, from where you are, you can tell that they are just inactive they are made to hold these chains for as long as possible okay um can i do another horn blast at the ones that are moving towards me of course okay woof um that is a 11 okay so as they were approaching you, they were completely in sync. Uh, right foot moving as, uh, as the same time as, as the others, left foot moving as the same time as the others. Completely in sync. And as the horn waves blast over them, they stutter a little bit and begin to wobble as they move. They are deafened, uh, which means they are unable to be quite as in sync with the others as they were originally built and planned. Uh, so what is gonna happen? Um, they are going to push their way through the, uh, the barrier. Um, you hit about three with your blast, but, uh, one of the, or excuse me, you hit two with the blast, but one of the ones seems to be fine. Um, he is going to stutter forward and is gonna aim for Carmine to take another bite. All right. Roll Defy Danger. I think I think at this point I am just yeah I think at this point I'm just going to like I don't know probably just try to I guess roll or duck out of the way. Okay. Get out of the way as best I can while while maintaining concentration and maintaining my prayer. So dexterity. That is an eleven. 
Okay, yeah, you do that. Um, in fact, you uh, you feel like a surge of energy, and as it steps forward, uh, to to bite you, um, you hear your do- uh your goddess whisper, um, be gone, and it shatters in the same way the first one did. Huh. Uh, oh, okay, that worked. Thank you, thank you. Uh, blessed be the goddess. Um, that was who is very cool. Um, uh, there are two remaining. And I think Carmine is going to... Carmine has learned a lot of things in his time <laughs> as a cleric of the Goddess of Cities. And Carmine is going to perform one of those things now. Okay. And bust out a little spell that he learned from a wizard school called Magic Miss. <gasps> uh, that is a seven. Okay. So I can no longer cast Magic Missile. Okay. But I do uh, deal 2d4 damage to one target. That is three, six damage to one of the remaining robots. All right. Uh, do you want to hit the one that has been hit before or the one yeah, that's... Yeah, let's, let's hit the okay. one that's been damaged. All right. That one uh, explodes in a shower of sparks um, and only one remains. Tate, what do you do? Um, I... How many... What are the... Um, the other droid, the non-spiky droids doing? The ones that were sleeping cannot pass through the uh, the magic, so they're kind of, like, in a circle trailing along you guys. Okay. Um, if they pass through, they are, like, guaranteed dead, and they have realized that. Okay. Well, um, I'm gonna do another horn blast trying to hit the one that's trying to hit the smart one, and if it hits some of the other ones, then so much better, I guess. Okay. Six plus one. Okay, seven. Yes. You guys uh, move closer and closer, and as the the sound wave from your horn reverberates across the cavern that you guys are in, um, it does hit the the one automaton um which shudders but continues to to move towards you uh you also hear a groan from the dryden in the distance um as the sound wave bounces off his ears and he gives a pained roar okay now that that guy's awake i'm gonna try and not do that anymore i guess and i'm gonna roll for damage (laughs) um i think carmine is actually going to drop is going to drop uh the prayer Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think probably, like, catches the stare that I'm sure Tate is throwing in his direction. Yeah. Uh, drops the prayer, grabs the keychain, and just screams at the top of his lungs, You're awake! Now free yourself! Do you do what dragons do and destroy! And just turns to Tate briefly, I'm hoping that this works. <laughs> that was a very vague command. <laughs> Yeah, roll a charisma. <laughs> that is a seven. Okay, here's what is gonna happen. Um, this dragon is going to turn, um, and sh- you can see it straining its wings against the chain, but it's a little too weak. Um, it inhales and in one long breath, um, exhales this, uh, this fire. It is a, a, jet hot blue flame um and it is going to hit some of these robots oh w- wow okay um <laughs> uh it hits uh about four of the lesser ones and they kind of pop like pop 
acorn kernels and disintegrate. There are only, like, two of the lesser ones left, and that big, big baddie. This large one is actually going to come after uh, Tate, who has damaged it critically. Um, it is going to, to open its mouth, and it lets out this high-pitched, like, scream. It sounds almost like an error signal, like when a TV goes off. Uh, that echoes through this hall. And you can feel the sound waves getting uh, stronger and stronger in the same way that Metal Hurlant does. What do you do? I think what makes that what I what I think Tate would do is um, try to blow the horn in a way that cancels the noise out. Like she's been doing these really aggressive like blasts, um, intending to cause harm. Mm-hmm. But it's a musical instrument, so it can do more than one thing. One would assume, and so I'm she is going to like blow it in a way that like cancels out the bad sound wave. Uh, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And I don't know what to roll for that. Uh, constitution. You're kind of in, in, enduring it. Nine plus that's a 10. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you blast through it and it cancels each other out. Um, because of that, um, I'm going to say it knocks out the other two lessers, um, and it is the only robot left. Carmine, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to just grab, like, a chunk of metal or, like, a piece of an arm or something as my staff mm-hmm. has been broken and just run and try to bash this thing as hard as oh, I can with the heaviest object okay. that I can possibly muster. Roll uh, and slash. Uh, that's, a, that's a five again. So this is not fighting directly is not yeah. the strong suit, but I don't have a lot of other options at the moment. It reaches out uh and because you are in close combat with this thing and also failed a roll, I'm gonna say uh you run to go and bash it, it just mm-hmm. reaches its hand up and you almost impale yourself on its sword. Mm. Um, it slices through your side, and I want you to take, uh, two points of damage. Okay. Uh, although since you've got two armor, it it negates. Alright. It power- it's- my armor is my- is my faith, so I sort of just, like, grit (laughs) my teeth and push it away with the power of Mm -hmm. the Queen of Cities, who is blessed. Tate? Um... Woof. Okay, I think, uh, that I am going to- Finally, actually use my bow and shoot an enemy at range uh, on the remaining one. Um, so I rolled a nine. Um, so what happens uh, is you sound off this attack um, and pieces go shattering. In fact, one of them uh, slams into one of the the chain robots. You can see it's it's kind of kneeling down in a an almost prayer like uh, position, um, with its chains uh, its arms pulling at the chains around this dragon. Um, and this this shatters the chain automaton um, breaks apart as well, and uh, its head goes rolling towards you. And you realize this is one of the soldiers you were sent to look for. Um, His body has been essentially torn to pieces and reconstructed with gears and metal framing. Um, 
It was a young uh, uh, elven man, uh, dark hair, dark eyes. You remember him from from the city. Uh, he was kind, but a little arrogant. Um, this is him. And as you take measure of the other chained robots and some of the elites and some of the sleeping ones that have been disintegrated, you realize this is everybody. Everyone you were sent to find. They send the bad ones below. Gross. And now we know what that means. Yeah. Um. <sighs> well, I guess mission accomplished there. Uh, this dragon is in a delirious haze. Uh, it it whimpers and tries to shield away as you approach. Um, I'm going to do arcane art um, on Mm-hmm. And try to to try and heal this dragon some. So uh, that's an eleven. Okay. And well, it's only three. I only get to heal at three points, but okay, that's that's still a, a, a kind gesture. Yeah, hopefully enough um, to make it not eat us. Yeah. <laughs> um, it soothes, and you can see its cloudy eyes kind of clear a little bit. Um, and it begins to uh to whimper. Um, you've never seen a dryden whimper before, but it's pretty pretty depressing. Mm-hmm. Um, it pushes up against the chains, and uh, one of they begin to stretch and creak. And after a minute of trying, it finally breaks. Um, some arms detach from limbs. Some chains slip from grasp, and it stands up, tall and terrifying, in front of you. I think it it leans down. Um, to, to take stock of you, um, and, uh, can both of you roll, uh, let's just say a straight wisdom check. Yep. That is a seven. That is a ten. Okay. Um, Tate, uh, you see this clear as day, well, as night, as uh, the dryden leans forward and very gently presses its forehead, its gigantic forehead against your body, and you are suddenly outside. You see the dark night sky and standing in front of you, exactly where you set up camp previously. You see six figures uh, standing deathly still, shrouded in shadow, um, despite the large bonfire around them. Um, the fire turns green and then blue, and a baby dryden bursts from it. You know it is the same one standing before you. Um, it begins to fly, its tiny roars echoing through the canyon, and these figures begin to glow blue, and one of them steps forward, pulling down their hood, and it's Marlowe. They use their magic to surround this dryden and pull it down, deep down below. And it disappears in a ripple of energy that that rips across the canyon. And you are back in this cavern. Carmine, you are filled... You don't see the scene, but you are so filled with this sense of of pain and loneliness and, well, loss of freedom. So I am sitting there feeling this wave of 
pain and misery and I just kind of like I drop to a knee and I set my holy symbol at my foot and I'm like I am so sorry I don't anything that we can do to help I I'm sorry I don't mean to speak for you Tate I just no what Tate can is, we do yeah Tate is uh furious like I don't, she's, she's trying not to project it outwards because she doesn't want to scare this dragon. But mm-hmm. after that vision, like one of her, at least like one or both of her hands are clenched so tight they're shaking. And she says, no, I agree. Um, let's, to, to the dragon, let's, let's get you out of here. This is not okay. I think it, it kind of huffs and pulls, pulls away. Um, and it extends its wing, and it's a huge wingspan, um, stretching further than than you had imagined. Um, it had been cr- uh, cramped and held for so long, and just it's it lets out a sigh of relief and takes off. Uh, this tavern is large and. Um, it makes its it it soars upwards and upwards and crashes through the gate, um, covering the entrance miles above you. Um, a giant gate, broken and shattered, falls to the ground and explodes on impact, sending water and dirt and debris basically everywhere. But it's gone. You can hear it in the very, very distance roaring overhead. I hope it's eating whoever's in charge here. Yeah, that's <laughs> I think I think we can both hope for that. <laughs> and honestly, even more so than that, I hope it's just on. I hope it just leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let it let it be free. Let it never come back to harvest. Yeah. Name the name curdles on my tongue <laughs> as I say it. <laughs> So, the two of you begin to make your way upwards. There is another ladder leading up, and as you do, you find yourself in the center of town, or what town used to be. It is almost completely demolished. There are buildings burned everywhere, and metal bodies. Um, People are screaming and running and hiding in terror, and you can see from where you are smoke rising high and tall above the... Uh, above the city in the direction of the palace Um, you can see the dome above you it shudders and flashes uh, multiple colors almost like a rainbow of of of, um, almost like a rainbow in the sky and then it's gone the gel begins to rain from the sky collapsing around the city it extinguishes some of the fires but more and more rain on what do you two do i think barring any input from carmine that might change her mind i think tate is just gonna like walk out uh keep an eye for mallory or any um like small innocence in peril but other than that she's like piecing out of the city i think um I think Carmine stands in like an open clearing, looks around, and says to Tate, like, 
go back. Go tell them... Tell tell everyone that we've found where the travelers were going and we solved things. I can't leave a city in disarray like this. I can't leave city dwellers in disarray like this. But I know that you don't want to be here and you can finish the job and can go claim victory and that's not to imply that you are not a hero in this because you have saved so many people, but I think our roads diverge here. I think our cities split paths here. Yeah, I agree. And she, like, pats him on the shoulder almost too hard, but not too hard. Mm-hmm. I think I think he, like, catches her hand and is like, don't. <laughs> and he, like, throws up a fist to throw, like, one last fist bump. Yeah, so she laughs and she fist bumps him and she says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna come check, come back to check on my buddy. So you better make sure that we'll, they don't try that again." We'll fix. We'll get this. We'll get this sorted out. If there's a city here when all is said and done, is up for debate. But we will get lives taken care of. Sounds good. I'll make sure. I'll make sure. Ma- I'll make sure all of the Mallories in this town are safe. Yes, the Mallories and the the lives that they would the lives that others would take advantage of to build their city on top of uh yeah that's who i want to see safe i can i can make that happen all right cool so and then tate walks off into the sunset i guess (laughs) okay um we'll i think end it there um tate i think that's i think that's yeah yeah, i think that's a good end spot Thank you guys so much for playing. Oh, this was so much fun. Thank you for running it. <laughs> yeah, this was great. Thanks, y'all. Good. Um, so, uh, uh, Michelle, where can you find us? Or, Michelle, where um. can we find you? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I was like, I don't know everyone's Twitter name yeah. offhand. Tell, tell me, Do it now. Tell me everyone in your life, where can I find them? I didn't know there was going to be a pop quiz. Uh, you can you can find me on Twitter at underscore shellshock, which is C-H-E-L-L-E-C. Nope, that's not how you spell that. Underscore C-H-E-L-L-E-S-H-O-C-K. Like Michelle. Shock. Um, and I have a pinned tweet there that has links to my novel and both of my podcasts and some of the other stuff I do. Uh, so that's where you can find all the pertinent information and a lot of, a lot of, um, queer yelling <laughs> as well. Good. Uh, uh, Jeff, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at party of one pod. I also have a linked uh, pin tweet that has all of the good things that I do links to party of one on my fantasy children, uh, my yearly eggnog podcast, talking nog. <laughs> Uh, you can find all those things at Twitter at Party of One Pod. Perfect. And again, I am Cole Burkhart. I have been your DM for the day. You can find me online on Twitter at Pin Coal Miner. I also have a pinned tweet of things you can find me in. And thank you all so much for listening. Mm-hmm.